This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted pilots to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So go sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download WinBet app or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. Man, PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And we're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market or sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share of your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's 3K up for grabs in their season-long contest and 200 bucks every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to oddscrowd.com to sign up now. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DGens, for the betting and DFS show. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, what's up, baby? How you ready? Uh, of course I'm ready. This is uh, the biggest event of the fall, uh, well, non-rider competition. But, I mean, it's, it's a stacked field. But, uh, you know, before we get into it, uh, at our last show, you exploded with happiness with as the Red Sox walked off over the Tampa Bay Rays. And since then, they have since advanced. So do you want to give any uh, quick comments on your beloved Boston Red Sox before we uh, dive into the golf slate? Uh, I mean, it was just it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I mean, it was it was so beautiful. Like, it really was like Tampa, 110 wins, fake wins, by the way. They went to 18 and one against Baltimore. Like the Rays are the worst thing for baseball. The worst. They are not built for the playoffs. They are built for the regular season with their bullpen games and their guys coming in uh, for three innings, no matter how well the guy's pitching. Their stat sheet says, I have, I have to pull him out, and uh, it doesn't matter what the game says. I'm going to pull him out, and then we go out and crush him. It's the hey, worst. Easy on the nerd stuff, okay? That, <laughs> but listen, it's the worst thing for baseball, and I'm glad they lost. I'm glad they lost the World Series last year. They are seriously terrible for baseball. I know they have like a sh- like a tiny payroll, but the fact that they're they're literally – their computer manages the game. like it, and, it, and it takes all the feel out of the game for it, and they got smoked for it, and uh, – I fucking love it. And bring on the fucking scrolls, baby. Let's fucking go. All right. Well, now Joey Cora has to figure out how to outsheet the professional cheaters in the next round. So that's Alex yeah, that Cora, sir. Alex oh. Cora. Oh, sorry. I used to be a CL Mariner fan when I was like <laughs> seven. So Joey Cora was the starting second baseman for that team. He was? Wow. That's a time warp. With uh, with that shit. That was the team with uh, Griffey and Buhner and fucking. Oh, yeah. You All know, those Edgar guys. Martinez, Tino yeah. before he went to the, the Yankees. Dude, I loved Edgar Martinez. Loved him. He was awesome. He was so, the man. Yeah, it was it was that team and then like the 2001 Seattle Mariners with like John Olderud and uh, uh, Brett Boone when he was taking steroids for a year. I, I hate John Olderud because he played for the uh, Blue Jays and uh, he, he wore that stupid fucking helmet at first base because he had a plate in his head or something. I don't know. I just fucking always hated him as a kid. All right. Well, it's not, it's not the baseball gambling podcast. It's the yeah. golf gambling podcast. Go listen to Moonoff at the MLB podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network if you want actual insight instead of just two old guys yelling about shit from 20 years ago. Exactly. So why don't we talk about stuff that's going to happen this week? So um, I, I read 
I basically recapped on Sunday what I thought about this tournament, what I thought about the golf course and the field. So, uh, you know, Boston Capper, you've had two days to kind of digest information. Where's your head as as far as like what you're leaning this week, as far as, you know, what types of guys you're going for, how you think the course is going to play, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I think the course is going to play super easy, right? And being long off the tee is definitely a benefit, but I feel like it's a benefit everywhere. I don't know, man. I, I, I just want to see how these greens are going to play. Like if they're, as, if they're as big as I say they are, they're not undulating and there's basically shelves to them. Like how difficult is it going to be for these guys to put it on the right shelf? Right. Like, uh, so, uh, Rick, uh, Gaiman, um, was out of the course today walking it and the rough, of course, non-penal, like there's no trouble anywhere. Like, unless you somehow hit it into the fucking desert and even then you're fine. Like, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I mean, bombers definitely have an advantage, but I don't think it's, I don't think even think it's so much that I just think like, I, I just want, I want, I don't, I don't even really, like, I just, it's not bombers, but I want somebody accurate and long off the tee. How's that accurate and long off the tee is what I want this week. So, so, so you want efficiency then? Yes. Yes. Okay. I want efficiency. All right. There you go. That, that's the word efficient <laughs> Thank you. players off the tee. <laughs> yeah. I, I think your head's in the right place. Um, I, those fairway bunkers are definitely not where you want to be, though. They're no. pretty big. Like some of them are like 30, 40 yards long. And some of those shorter hitters are going to have trouble carrying them. Like they're going to have to figure out, all right, do I need to lay back? Because I can't carry this. But these, some of these longer players, especially altitude, like if you can go past those bunkers, it's kind of like a Case Valley golf course really opens up. And I think, you know, I, 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 I don't think it's necessarily length. I think it's just efficiency. Like you can see a guy like Morikawa is not the longest guy. He can do well here just because he gains so many strokes. I don't really care how far he hit as long as you gain right. strokes. It's all that matters. So right. yeah, I think your head's in the right place. So uh, why don't we transition real quick to DFS ownership uh, before we start breaking down the tiers. Sure. Um, so above $10,000, uh, it seems like all the ownership is towards Justin Thomas, Kyle Morikawa, Xander Shoffley for obvious reasons. You got Xander yep. who tends pretty well in Tom Fazio golf courses, JT, whose ball striking numbers are astronomical. Kyle Morikawa full narrative street this week. He <laughs> lives at the course, you know, just that has a big home field advantage for him. Yep. We'll see if that actually plays out. Uh, doesn't seem like a lot of people are going to G- DJ probably because of the price. Everyone's ignoring Spieth. There's some moderate ownership on Rory trying to, you know, figure out maybe he can catch some feelings after being at Tom Fazio. We'll see. $9,000 range. Catch some feelings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, $9,000 range. Ownership is jam-packed at the top. You got Hovland at over 20%. You got Burns approaching 20%. No surprise there. You guys are big ball striking numbers, really good off the tee. Uh, Louis is drawing some ownership. He's getting a push because he played very well last week at the Shriners. He hit the ball great, but he didn't putt very well. People are going to bank on that putting regression. Uh, Finau's getting moderate ownership. Sungjae's getting a post-Shriners win bump. No one's playing Brooks. No one's playing Hideki. No one's playing A answer or Scotty Sheffield either. We'll see if they can bounce back. Uh, $8,000 range. There really isn't a whole lot going on here. It's pretty spread. Yep. Um, I guess you got Kokrak as the most popular guys because he won last year. He's a long hitter. Yep. Um, Adam Scott, people saw him last week. He did okay. 
maybe people are going to him. But other than that, though, I mean, like, Haddon's hanging around 10. Shane Lowry's hanging around 10. Leishman's around 11. The only guys really get ignored in this range are Fleetwood because no one's seen him. Well, if you don't watch the Euro Tour, you haven't seen him. He's under 2%. U.S. Soil. U.S. Soil. I know. We'll talk about him a little later. Um, And then we have Patrick Reed, who's under 4% just because he was awful last week. People do not buy that number. Did you see his outright price, by the way? Yeah, so it was like 60. Yeah. I mean, that's God, that screams like flashbacks to Tory Pines, man. Uh, don't say that. Dude. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. I don't I don't like him here, but no, I didn't like him Tory either. And he won. So, you know, shows what we know. <laughs> All right. Seven thousand dollar range. There's like three big guys. It's Aaron Wise, who has been playing great. Pops on all the ball striking metrics. He's getting over 20%. He might be the most popular player in the game this week just because of ownership. Yeah, it's because of ownership bills. I think everybody's going to him. You got Taylor Gooch, who played well last week. He was in the mix. I think he kind of faded over the weekend, though, but plays great on Fazio tracks, has really good ball striking numbers. That's the guy people are going to. People are going to Russell Henley just because he did really well at Shadow Creek last year, despite his lack of length off the tee. People don't really care about that. You know, we'll see other and then people are still going to Joaquin Neiman. I think they're trying to will rekindle it. just yeah, they're willing know. it. They're trying to will it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't we'll talk about him later. Yeah. Uh, Matt McNeely, I think, is getting some Vegas bump. He's at like 13 percent. Other than that, though, there's a couple other guys, about 10 percent, but not really much. And then under seven thousand dollars, it's three guys. Oh. Yeah. Cam Davis, big bomber. I know he's been getting podcast uh, bumps this week. Uh, so he's like 14%. You got Johnny Vegas, probably because he's got Vegas in the name. Of course, he's got to do well here. And the fact that he hits it a mile off the Mile team. long, exactly. Yeah, he's 17%. And then your boy, Cage Lee, uh, 9% <laughs> playing a little better lately. Yep. He's popular. Other than that, though, I I, I think you're going to have to probably we'll, – we'll try and find some guys to pivot off those because anytime you go chalk under seven, that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, I would say that in like a full field event, in a short event. Who are you? Are you really pushing back on this? I, I, a little bit, and it may be because yeah. I like some of the chalk. The uh, you love Johnny Vegas. I love Johnny Vegas. Boy. Absolutely. You love Cage Lee. That's your boy. So, mm, yeah. We'll, talk, I, we'll save your thoughts, but I mean, those are your two boys that you love. Yeah, but look, at you got Swafford at stone, not minimum 6K, 6%. That's insane. Or or even Lucas Glover at three. I mean, he's a quality ball striker. Yeah. Six. I mean, compared nice. to some of the other Asian tour guys that came over, like, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. that's not great. It's wild. it's wild. All right. What do we get on the weather, Steve? Well, um, I'm going to ask my co-host a question. Uh, describe <laughs> the perfect golfing conditions. What, just in your mind. In what my, would you want to play in the most? Uh, 72, no humidity, slight breeze, cloud cover. Okay. Well, you're not going to get the cloud cover. You're going to get full <laughs> sun, but you're in three of four of those things every day this week. For real? 75 oh. to 80 in Vegas, five to seven mile per hour winds, low humidity. Oh, my it God. It's literally going to be playing in a dome on a soft golf course that these guys only had five weeks of prep time in order to get ready to put all the ryegrass down. Kind of like what you saw at TBC Sawgrass, like where guys are getting mud yeah. balls when they hit in the fairway. Oh, yeah. I think we might get th- that this week. Dude, I think 75. Was, I was in Vegas less than a fucking month ago. And it was a like fucking 100 degrees when I was playing. The golf. Well, the calendar is turned to October, my friend, and the days are shorter. And <laughs> apparently it's 75 to 80 all those days. And I think this thing is going to be like playing in a dome. You know, it's going to be soft. And there is one golfer that comes to mind. 
when it's dome conditions and in Pelosov conditions. And very we're going to talk about him very shortly. Very shortly. Yes, absolutely. All right. So perfect weather conditions. All right. Well, listen, on top of perfect weather conditions, uh, listen, the perfect place to go bet is WinBet, man. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. Uh, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. If you're ready to play, go sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download BetWin. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today and you know what i bet they don't do i bet they don't uh limit you after a couple good weekends like some unnamed sports books you should take that as a compliment sir listen man but here's a badge of honor when they're limiting your bets after yeah but dude like I, i feel like i've made more money on a weekend you know what i mean like I don't know. Whatever. Okay. When, when you hit a hundred and twenty-five to one winner, I think they tend to freak out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like, who the hell is this guy? What does he know? <laughs> he must be sharp. Yeah. Little do they know. Post <laughs> <laughs> like golf podcast in the middle of the week. All right, let's break down DFS. Boston Capper, why don't you kick it off and break down the ten thousand dollar range? Who you like? Who you fade? All right. So. Uh, <clears throat> The narrative street on Morikawa, like I expected him to be like 25, 30% owned. And the fact that it's shifted to JT being more owned than Morikawa has, it really kind of, kind of threw me through a loop. Like when I checked in, like right before, like an hour before the pod, I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, I didn't want that. Like I wanted Morikawa more owned. I thought I was going to get lower ownership on JT, but I think I'm just going to stick with my guns, man. Oh, so anyway, the tier is DJ, JT, Morikawa. <laughs> uh, Xander, Spieth, and Rory. So I like JT a lot. I don't know how you get, like, listen, Xander's jockey as shit, but no cut event, right, Nagels? So he's definitely going to be up there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you just, I mean, start with one and move on. I like JT right. the best. All right, so JT the best. JT the best and fading Rory. Okay. So you're not you're not worried about Rory going to a track and nope. an architect that he just loves. Nope. Okay. All right. You're not worried about the fact that he just whacks Xander on the last day of the Ryder Cup. I mean, okay. All right. Um, you, my, my gut is telling me there's something wrong with him. There might be. You might be right on that. So. So here's the thing with this range. Five of six players I like. Talk yeah, about exactly. the player I don't like in a little exactly. Bit. Exactly. I mean, listen, like DJ was really good at the Ryder Cup. Like, I'm worried about the fact that we haven't had a strokes game measure round in him in over a month. And I saw him at the Ryder Cup was great. Is this just like nuclear DJ coming through? I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is that I tried to make a couple lines with DJ. I did not like what I saw. It's I don't like those builds. And maybe this is because that's how I feel about some of the other ranges. Hmm. But I was not happy with the DJ lineup, so he's out. Same. Just to say though, JT, it was just too expensive. And we'll talk about it. I, I love JT this week. For me, that's probably more of a bet. But for DFS, again, I didn't like some of the lineups I got from him, so he's out. So, I mean, I know that there's narrative straight on Morikawa, but 
I mean, if, if what I saw at the Ryder Cup is what we're going to get this week, I love this place. I don't care about the fact that he's shorter than all these guys. He gains a ton of strokes off the tee, and that's all that really matters to me. And if the ball striking number with his irons are back, then he's pretty untouchable, you know, to everybody else. So, yeah. like him, I mean, I think you can throw Xander in a lineup. I don't care about the popularity. Like, at this point, like, if you're just fading these guys to the popularity, you're just fading really good Um you're just fading really good players at this point. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, throw Xander in there. And I actually I, I think Rory's going to actually do well this week. I think he had a couple weeks off, hung out with the family, took a breather. I don't think he's going over to Japan to play. I think this is his last event of the year. I think he's going to play well. I mean, he has played well at Tom Fazio courses almost every single time he tees it up. Yeah, I mean, look, man, we hit him on Quail Hollow, right? Listen, like, I'm telling, like, I was the one who forced you to bet him at Quail Hollow. I'm telling you right now, he is, he's not right, dude. I'm telling you, he's not right. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I like Rory this week, and then the player I don't like, I mean, it just which one of these not like the other? Well, Jordan <laughs> Spieth is the bad ball striker in this group, and if I'm relying a lot on guys who crush it off the tee. Really good with their irons. That just has not been Jordan Smith the <laughs> last two months. No, no. Like it's 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 been bad, and it's it is risky fading him because we haven't seen him in a in a month. The last time, the only time we saw him was in a match play event, which he was very streaky. Yep, very. That's what he consistent. is, though. But that's that's what he is. Right, but I don't want that this week. No, exactly. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, like I mean, he's not breaking a mold. Like that's what yeah. I expect out of him when I play him. And this is this is a course where I'm like, nah, I'm past. Yeah, so I, I'm avoiding speed this week. So, I mean, the guys I'm building my lamps around is Morikawa, Shoffley, Rory. I just couldn't find lamps that DJ JT I liked, and I'm fading speed. Okay. All right. So, whatever. All right. While we move on to the $9,000 range, and I think this probably explains why I can't build DJ and JT lineups. So, this range is start- so awesome. Well, no, it's just you start at the top. You got Hovland at 9,900. You got Burns at 9,800. Then you go down to Kepka, Finau, Sungjae, Hideki, Louie, Cameron Smith, Abe Answer, Scotty Shuffler. And to me, I love the top end of this range. Yep. So if I love the top end of this range, I can't go very expensive up there either. So, I mean, listen, like I know Hovland's popular, but he's awesome on Fazio tracks. He's awesome on the big boy tracks. One thing I noticed about guys who tend to win on Fazio tracks, they gain a ton of strokes off the tee, either leading in or just in general. Hovland's awesome off the tee, and he hits his irons great, and I guess the concern for me is the scrambling. I mean, it's it's literally rock bottom for what he did last week. There's nowhere to go but up. So I like him. I really like Sam Burns. Like, I know his Fazio history isn't all that great, and like he tends to do well on some of the easier tracks, like the Valspars and, you know, mm-hmm. Summerlin and, like, Sanderson. Like, when you put him on, like, Bay Hill or Quail Isle, like, a lot of those other big boy places you think he'd be good at, he hasn't been good. He's just a different cat now. He was good want... in, um... I'm blanking. Uh, California, where he should have won. And, yeah, uh, but that that's not really, like... It's a big boy course, dude. It's it's a different type of big boy course, okay. though. All right, fine. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I'm sorry, I was defending it, my bad. No, Riviera is more like... Yeah, that's fun. more of, like, a... I mean, it's an architectural masterpiece. That's more about, like... I don't know. I'll, I'll get into it in our podcast, but... Like, like the ones that are basically, like, your driving contest. That's yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. This is a pitch and putt, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, I just... I, I'm not gonna... 
I mean, he's been awesome off the team. Like, he fits everything I'm looking for. So I don't care about kind of like the mech horse history of some of the comp courses. I like him. And I love Tony Finau this week. Um, I think the floodgates have opened for him. Like, you know, he's, he was hitting his irons pretty good in the Flyers Cup playoffs other than the Tour Championship. But he's never been good on Bermuda. So I'm going to throw that out. Um, you know, he just always seems like he's in contention. I like him. And then, you know, this isn't. I think people are going to overlook him because he was so bad last week. Actually, it's two guys that were so bad last week. But maybe when no one's looking, you go back to Answer and Scheffler. So, I mean, one thing I know is my answer. Maybe we just got him wrong last week. Maybe we yeah. thought that he was the course fit for someone. But if you look at the last two times he went to Fazio tracks, second at Quail Hollow, top 10 at Kays Valley. And listen, like he is one of those guys that even though he's short, he gains a lot of strokes off the tee. Now, the margin is very small for him. But, but if he's doing okay... He has proven he can do well on Fazer tracks. And then with Scheffler, like maybe just last week was an aberration. Maybe last week was, I don't know, maybe it just didn't fit him. But when you go to these big boy golf courses, he tends to show up. Yeah, he is, all, extreme, he is extremely good off the tee. And that is generally really important at these type of Fazio places. So maybe when Owen's looking, you go to answer Scheffler is kind of a little pivot play. And then I'm basically skipping the entire middle range. Like I don't, I, there's a lot of seam on Cam Smith this week. I don't like it at all. I don't think this is a good golf course for him. I think people are banking on stats. They saw a month and a half ago and who knows if that's actually real right now. Yeah. And you know me, I'm a Cam Smith guy. Like I love Cam Smith and um, I'm passing on him this week too. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm with you, man. Like Hovland, I don't hate pass him up, especially a no cut event. Somebody who's going to go out and make eagles and birdies and just score his fucking balls off. Like that's what he's going to do for for you and DK. He's super popular though. I mean, he might be actually the the highest on. He'll he'll probably be pushing what 25, 27 percent. Probably. Time. I mean, I I mean, I just saying. I'm just pointing. Out I like him in general. The yeah, no, no, I agree. But yes, yeah. he is very popular. So if yeah. you want to use him, you have to diversify somewhere else. Yep, uh, I'm with you. I love Fina this week. Um, yeah, well, whatever. I don't need to ex- expand on what you said. I think uh, the only pivot play in here that I really like is Hideki. Like, yeah, well, I, I don't mind. He's, he's playing so bad lately, though. Okay, all right. But think about Congaree, right? Remember all of a sudden he didn't miss a fucking putt the entire goddamn weekend? He didn't win. But he he was draining everything. And I was like, the first time he hasn't like two or three putted from six feet. I was so frustrated. I remember it. I, I remember it. Like it happened. Like he, he didn't play Congaree. Which one are you thinking of? Which is the one down? Oh, fuck. Not Congaree. Um, what's the one down uh, down here in Florida on the Florida swing? Oh, uh, Valspar? No, the fucking new one. Oh, Concession. Concession. That was it. I fucked right. it up. Oh, well. right. That's okay. All right. Both we'll anyway. that All right. So Hideki. All right. So when Hideki gets the putter going, I mean, I, and the problem with Hideki though, like I don't. His eyes are loose. Well, I don't know if I want to use him in a DFS lineup. Why? Like, it's okay, no with all these other good options around here, like he has been legit bad. Like, it's not like the putter has been bad. The ball striking has been bad. That's what I'm saying. A little loose, but let's just say, listen, right. I'm looking for some sort of pivot spot. And he's under ten percent. When okay. I got Louis twenty percent below, like whatever. Like, I, listen, all day I'm taking Fina over him. But if if you wanted to start a build in the nine K range and get some leverage, it's because it's hard to get leverage in these in, in these short field tournaments, man. Like eight percent is is a leverage spot. Okay. All right, um, so. Yeah, all right, so that's then, what I'm taking. Okay, anyone you're fading? Uh, no, not, not Louis. I guess just because just because of the ownership, and I don't think the course fits him. Okay. 
All right. So, All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll uh, break down some more tiers. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Well, listen, we are brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. MLB playoffs are in full swing. Go Sox. And PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season-long prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it and up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be respold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. So go get started today by going to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Why you uh, break down the $8,000 range? All right. So the AK range, like always, it's always a weird little, like, like redheaded stepchild, I always feel like. So it's, it's short. You got English, Fleetwood. Simpson, Leishman, Kokrak, Hatton, Lowry, Casey, Scott, and Reed. So... I love Kokrak. I love Kokrak. Like, whatever, man. If he can get hot with his fly stick, long off the tee, good in Vegas. The only thing that worries me is that something I didn't think about until we talked about it is the bunkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, is. he did win. He did win Shadow Creek of Fox yeah, last year, despite that. But there wasn't a bunch of bunkers that were in play no, for it's, him. It's, it's the same. It, this is it the Shadow same? Creek- Shadow Creek is very similar. Okay. Place all right. Well, that makes that makes me feel a lot better because I was like, man, all I think about is him out of sand, and I'm like, oh my god, no, I never bet on him if there's bunkers in play. Um, I love Hatton. Um, listen, uh, great course history. Uh, came in third at Shadow Creek. Uh, played good in the Ryder Cup. Just got second over in Europe, and uh, he's good on Fazio courses. Give me Hatton. Uh, um, All right. So, so you actually, because you're known to actually want to discount European like success, and when these guys uh, come back over here, this is only just to counter whatever argument you're going to tell me anyway. And I'm just going to throw, hey, he came in second. I know his forms, like whatever. He played good at the Ryder Cup. He's got a good course. Did he play? Has. Did he play good at the Ryder Cup? He, he did. He did. He was the one who was draining those putts. All of a sudden, since somebody said. Hatton is dead weight. All of a sudden, he started draining 24-foot putts. Yeah, and then he turned into dead weight by the end of the round. Mm-mm. No, dude, he he hit the fucking one who – that was too far, though. But he hit the one to fucking – to get the half a point. Like, I don't fucking – I don't remember. Who cares? Now, Lowry was the one who got the half point. No, dude. No. Fucking Hatton drained it to fucking beat oh. – Yeah. You're on mute. 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 You're on mute. Whatever. Let's, let's just move on. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Coke and Hatton is who I really like. Um, Lowry, case be made for Lowry, too. But I'm going to fade. Fleetwood is the easy fade for me, so I won't take the easy way out. I'm going to fade Adam Scott, man. I don't know what it is about this dude. I don't know why he is not better. But he's just not. You're, you're literally speechless. <laughs> you're saying he don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't I think. You know what I mean? Like, I, like everything points to him should be better. But he's not. Like, I don't know if it's off the tee. I don't know if it's that stupid putter he fucking uses. But I'm, I'm fading Scott. Other than okay. Fading. All right. Um, I mean, I, I'm with you on Shane Lowry. Um, I mean, I think what people – people have a blind spot to a lot of these guys go over to play Europe because it doesn't show up the fantasy national stats. But they're, the strokes gain stats are out there if you know where to look. And Shane Lowry – 
struck the ball really well over in Europe. And one of the things I actually was worried about coming to the Ryder Cup was his putter. He actually has been starting to putt a little better lately, so maybe that's fixed too. So he combined really good ball striking with decent putting. I like Shane Lowry this week. I but, think well, but what's going to happen if the fans are mean? Oh, what if the fans? What if the fans are mean to Shane? Will he? Will he melt down and go cry? These are go- rich, rich people who've eaten their Ben and Jerry's ice cream on the fifth fairway. Trust me, they're gonna be fine. Fans are gonna be okay this week. Um, I like Paul Casey this week, and he hit the ball pretty well. Shriners just didn't putt very well. That's kind of the mo for him. But this is a Paul Casey type of track where ball, consistent ball striking is really good. You know, he's got length off the tee, gains a strong strokes off the tee. Iron plays great. I think he's gonna bounce back this week. I mean, he putt really atrociously last week. I think there has to be a little bit of progression. So at eight two hundred bucks. I like him. Um, and as far as guys I'm fading in this range, I mean, I just I know Webb is has good Fazio history. I, I don't know. I, I think that's concerning. The fact he did so bad last week. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go back to him. I disagree. I, I'm fading Hatton. I think that's a lot of that Fazio stuff was Palmetto, which is not actually a good comp for this place. And Shatter Creek, which is a year ago when he was playing really good since then. It has not been good. I know he played really well at the Alfred Dunhill links, but that is at St. Andrews and Carnoustie, and that's not this place. So, okay. and so then, what, do you, what do you predict if I had then? I think he finishes like 28th. Okay. So you want to do a, a top 20 bet for charity? No, that's fine. I got enough bets this week. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> I got enough bets this week. This is an audio medium. The visual was like, no. <laughs> So I, just think I, I just think Terrell Haddens is down. I don't think he's okay. going to do well this week. So it's okay. fine. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Tommy Fleetwood take, but I'm going to save it for later. Okay. Sounds uh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go down to $7,000 range. I'm not going to go through all of them. But no. again, a lot of people have the blind spots of the Euro Tour stuff. They tend to ignore it. And we haven't seen Justin Rose in a while. Well, if you watch the Euro Tour, you did. The last we saw of Justin Rose, he was missing a five-footer to miss the FedEx Cup playoffs. But lost in all that, he hit the ball pretty good that week. Then he went to the BMW PGA, hit the ball pretty well that week, too. So, his if you look at this year, too, it wasn't that bad. He was top 10 at the Masters, top 10 at PGA. Like, it, he, I think he was second to Saudi or National back in February. I don't think he's totally washed. And I know we haven't seen him in a while, but if he's got those ball striking numbers back, he tends to do well these types of tracks. I don't mind a 7900 bucks, especially because no one really seems to be playing them. So I like him. I mean, I love Sergio, these types of tracks. Again, like I'm just I'm, I'm a broken record, but I'm just going to all the ball striking stuff. Yeah, man. I like him. Um, Mad Mc- broke. Yeah, I mean, Mad McNeely, like I think the one thing I like about him is like kind of like a more cow and answer. Like he's not long off tee, but he gains a ton of strokes off the tee. And he lost strokes putting last week, but he's typically a very good putter on bank grass. I think that's going to bounce back. That's a, maybe a nice playoff of like, like I like Aaron Wise, but not that popularity. And I think, you know, Big Neither would be a decent pivot off him. Um, and then as far as guys I'm fading, like, and maybe this is what this kid needs because I'm, I always seems like I'm on Joaquin Neiman. He has been bad, like really bad. Like it's not happening for this kid. 
Like, it's right. not like he's striking the ball really well. with a camp putt. Like nothing is working for him. Like the long-term stuff is really good, but his ball striking stats, especially the most recent rounds are pretty mediocre. It's about PJ tour average, not putting very well either. Like last week, he his starts getting teed green was pretty bad. He, his putter actually saved him. I think that's going to regress. I think the, like the 13 to 50% of people that are going to be on this week are going to regret it. I don't like Neiman at all this week. And probably that's going to will him to like a top 10 finish and <laughs> piss me off because I've been riding this kid for six months. I'm finally <laughs> off him. I can't do it. And I don't really understand why people are back on this week. I don't know. All Other than the fact that he hits in a mile. I think all that's I know is I'm going to snip the I've been riding this kid for months. That's going to be snipped and put out in Twitter. All right. Since you're out there to defend yourself. So. All right. All right. What do you, what do you want to do this week? <laughs> So look, man, like, I, like I love Gooch. Uh, I know he's popular. I still love Gooch. I like Wise too, but I think that's more of a betting situation. Um, I'm with you on McNeely. Uh, I, I do. I, I think McNeely's in a really good spot. Kevin Nah. Okay, just come back from the rib injury. Come back from a rib injury, right? So nobody's gonna be on him. He's, he's gonna. A Vegas ha- guy. He's a Vegas guy, so that's Ve- negative street. Yeah, Vegas guy. He's gonna have another kid. Dad swag. You're totally on narrative street for the oh, yeah. Kevin Nah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So let's go with Kevin Nah. Uh, so I, really, it's it's kind of it just sucks. Like the guys I like are just such chalk, and like I got to find a way to pivot off of it, and I got to pivot off it somewhere. And Nah's getting ignored. I like that. Um, I'm definitely not going back on Sibu. <laughs> You've been talking about Sergio. I think I need to relook at that. Like that, I feel like that's a great pivot point off our wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and if and if you can use and if you can use wise in your betting and and use Sergio and DFS, but the problem is is like we like wise for betting, so it, it sucks to leave him out of your DFS. But at the same point, it like just leveraging the field at that point. Like if he blows up, he blows up. Like whatever. Like you're fucked anyway. So yeah, listen, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Gooch. Nah. I guess I guess fucking Sergio. It makes sense. Okay. All right. I mean, his he. I think he played really well at Case Valley. That's a Fazio. His Fazio yeah. history is pretty good. Yeah. And if and if they're easy greens, and all he's got to do is put it on the right fucking level, mm. like he can putt with his eyes closed. Yeah. He can fucking do it. I mean, yeah. not for nothing. His last twelve rounds, he's actually gaining 0.4 strokes putting. Not that's, a, that's scary. Not for nothing. The most yeah. fucking New York Italian thing you could possibly say. <laughs> no one. Uh, no one outside of that. No one outside of New York says not for nothing, not for nothing. But you know, uh, from a German Irish kid. So there you go. Whatever. That's just the the. All right, I gotta stop talking. Let's, let's go. All right. Why don't we take a <laughs> Why don't we take another ad break before we uh, close yeah. out the defense portion? Well, listen. If you don't want to pull your hair out, uh, listen. Keeps offers you a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, and you don't even have to leave your house. And it's cheap. Treatments start at 10 bucks a month, and they offer generic versions if $10 isn't cheap enough. Discreet packaging and proven results keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. But listen, prevention is the key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to start showing results. So you got to go ahead and act fast. And if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month of treatment for free. Keeps.com. SGP. And look, 
the one place you don't need to pull your hair out in is prediction strike. Listen, do you wish you ever could have had a stock in a guy like Mahomes or McCaffrey? Well, now prediction strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction strike is the only performance-based stock market sports-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes if they were stock. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account and use SGPN, then hold the deposits to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of the players will change based on the game performance and supply and demand, so you can trade your shares of players at any time, and as long as the player isn't currently playing in the game. Uh, sign up today with promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. All right. Okay. All right. Why don't you go dumpster diving in Las Vegas? Well, who you, who you like down our seven? Well, you know who I like. You know who I like. Okay. Of course I do. Keeks, 6,900. One of the best iron players in the field. Easy putting. He can be... Give, give, give me Keeks, man. I mean, this guy was competing all the last season. All last season. It's insulting that he is below Jason fucking Day. Jason Day. It's insulting. It's insulting. They both have one major. You both have one major. They Thank do. You Thank you for that, Steve. Well, speaking of majors, how about Gary Woodland? 6,800? We haven't seen this dude. When was the last time we saw this dude? I think we saw him at either Sanderson or Fortnite and he missed the cut. Woodland, yeah. 6,800. You hate, you hate it when I do that, don't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> it takes all the air out of your balloon. What's the last time we saw him? Oh, we missed the cut by seven. Seven. Great. And I forgot. Awesome. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. He won the U.S. Open. The guy has won four or five times on tour. And listen, give it's sixty eight hundred dollars. Like he's fine. He is fine. And you gotta avoid. You gotta avoid the chalk down here. Like I love Vegas. I fucking love Vegas. Holy shit. I don't know. I'm gonna play him at some. And I have might have some bets on him. We'll talk about that with Pamela later. But like easy pivot point. Matt Jones, let's go. Let's give me some Matt Jones. Nice little pivot point there. Like, I don't know. He's well, hold fine. on. It's not going to be windy. Yeah, I know. Take, take more air out of your balloon. Yeah, listen I, listen. I get it, dude. I'm looking for a pivot down here. What do I want? Cam Davis is fucking 6,400. I'm not playing Hoagie for your boy. Like, uh, I'm not playing Benny Ann. I'm not playing Cage uh, Lee Chalk. I thought about Keith Mitchell, but then I remembered it's not Bermuda, so I threw that out. Um... Yeah, that's it, man. Like, I love Vegas, but I will definitely diversify a little bit and throw a little Mac Jones. But I love Vegas. I love Keegan. I mean, shocking. And uh, yeah, I'll play a little Woodland too, man. I feel like I don't know. Could be a little sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. All right. I apologize, Gary Woodland. I think he missed the cut on the number at uh, the Sanderson, that stellar <laughs> field of the Sanderson. Listen, it was fine. But you know what? Listen, he did hit the ball pretty well off the team with his pro shots this week. He was a mess around the green putting. You know what? Maybe he can do a little better this week, but can't get cut. He can't get cut. You're <sighs> right. So listen, we are all about fading the chalk under seven. At least me. I, apparently not you this week. You're going all over Vegas. Only because it's Vegas. Okay, fine. It's your boy. <laughs> so, so the goal is what? What other guys down here can basically replicate? 
what Cam Davis can do, what Johnny Vegas can do for like 25% of the ownership. So let's start right at the top. I agree with you. Keegan Bradley can do it because of how many strokes he generally gains off the tee with his approach shots. Now he could be a complete train wreck with his putter. That's all. But I mean, listen, <laughs> so can Johnny Vegas sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Keegan Bradley can do exactly what Johnny Vegas can do. Gary Woodland can also do what Johnny Vegas can do. And he's got a little better pedigree than Vegas. I don't need to go through his you know, track record. You can do that. You know what else can do what Johnny Vegas can do? Eric Van Roy can do what Johnny Vegas can do. He's a big hitter off the tee. He tends to do really well in these types of tracks. He does really well in Fazer tracks. I think he played pretty well over, uh, I think he played well, I think, at Palmetto. And I think he played okay at TK's Valley, too. So, like him, Grio can also do what some of these guys can do. He's efficient with his ball striking. I don't mind him. I actually don't mind Keith Mitchell at 6200 bucks. Remember, he finished top five at Quail Hollow back in uh, April or May. I understand I it's not Bermuda. I totally get it. But... Listen, the grass doesn't really matter to a degree. It just matters when you putt on it. And this That's is no fair. That there is you go. That is fair. Like and then this is a total. That needs to be the, that needs to be the tagline. What? That's a, that's a great tagline, dude. Yeah. Thank you. I just came up with that. Maybe we should copyright it and make billions of dollars. Let's do it. Yeah. And then this is total narrative street. This is more for humor. But Tom Hoagie. Now, hear me out. Jesus. So he played really good in Vegas, and that was actually a golf course of fitness strengths. But what if, what if they call him Casino Tom? Not for nothing, by the way. Oh, do they? And he's in Las Vegas, and he knows he needs to get all the money he can he can, so he can blow it at the slot machines, blow it at the craps table, blow at the blackjack table. Maybe the fact that he's in Vegas, he is motivated to get as much money as he can this week. I think... We should, as solidarity to DGENs everywhere. I like it. Tom Hoagie, Let's 6300 bucks. Throw at the end of your DFS lineup. Let's you go. Know. Re- replace, replace, Matt, replace Matt Jones with Tom Hoagie. Salute I, your fellow DGEN. I like it. Holy shit. I didn't know. His name was Casino fucking Tom? Yes. If uh, there's, I'll, I'll share you the link to uh, right. the uh, Shotgun Start podcast where they talk about the genesis of Casino Tom Hoagie. Oh, yes. I will. And how I, I, I'm going to have to need that. Cause and I, how... He tends to do really well on Thursday and Friday. And then once he knows he makes the cut, he hits the casino and then he usually bombs out on Saturday. But he knows he got paid. Oh, oh yeah. man, you might become one of my guys. Yeah, I think I've said this story before. Yeah, but he played really well last week. That caught my eye. I'm like, maybe <laughs> just maybe he is extra motivated. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, so uh, DFS is over, right? That's it. Anything else to add? Well, while I do my big short. And then uh, we have a very special guest with Pamela Maldonado to do the betting show. But before that, we do that. Let's do my big short. I I mentioned this earlier, and I loved Cam Smith at the Northern Trust. I thought he was really peaking. And that was two months ago. And people are going back to him. And what I know about Cam Smith is he is really erratic off the tee. And the one thing I know about this Tom Fazio track and every track is, yes, a lot of people are saying it's wide open, but you still got to gain strokes on the field off the tee. He is behind the eight ball with that, and he can get really erratic in that area of his game. We saw it in the playoff when he blasted off the planet and blasted my bet off the planet, too. So Mine, too. That was fun. Yeah. Wasn't that, I, wait, I, wait, wasn't that Pamela's show with us, too? Wasn't she yeah. on Cam Smith, too? Yeah. She That's was on, 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 on Cam Smith that week, That's too. funny. Look at that. Yeah. So, Symmetry. So, regardless, um, I, I don't like Cam Smith this week. I think he's going to finish outside the top 25, which for a 75-person field is actually pretty bad. 
So, and for 9,200 bucks, that's not what you're looking for. So Cam Smith, big short of the week. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, listen, DFS is over. So uh, we have, like Steve said, a very special guest, Pamela Maldonado. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring her on. All right. And joining us now is Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook. What's up, Pamela? I am. I'm doing well. It is Tuesday night. We have our first midweek college football game of the season. A little bit of App State and Louisiana Lafayette. So midweek action starting to come. We're a few weeks Asian, away. Asian Cajuns, right? Is that Lafayette? Asian that, Cajuns. Let's go. I like yep, it. Sunbelt so. division. <laughs> ah, there you go. Hot Sunbelt action on Tuesday night. You know, definitely a D-Gen's <laughs> dream right there. So Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we're here to talk about uh, golf, though. And uh, the golf season is starting to heat up, too, after a little bit of a lull after the Ryder Cup. And uh, finally, we get like a really jam-packed uh, uh, feel for the yeah. CJ Cup. So why don't we throw it to you, Pamela? Um, so, you know, one thing I know is about tournaments um, without any course history. We're going to do a new course this, this week. Mm-hmm. Is that people tend to freak out because they don't have their <laughs> pressure strokes, gain stats. They don't really know what to do. So, you know, when you find yourself in a situation, because we've had a few new tournament or uh, golf courses this year. So what mm-hmm. do you how do you change your approach as far as like trying to figure out how the course is going to play if, when you don't really have any history to bank on? You're not entirely blind in these situations, and I think that's where people get confused. You may not have course history, but you do still have relative history in that you know this is a bent grass green surface. So look at how players perform on bent grass greens. There are some players who are just absolute garbage on bent grass surfaces because they're good on Bermuda or something. So now that you have, that's a little bit of information that we do have. Use that information to your benefit and uh, right out of the gate, Target those players who have the best putting uh, experience on right. bent grass surfaces. Mm. Yeah, I, I went on a podcast a couple low uh, about a week ago with uh, Andy Lack, and we t- we talked about that very thing. And yeah, like it, like with the Bermuda specialists, there definitely is something to like growing up on it and just yeah. knowing how you know the grain reads is. But it feels like you know on bent grass, it just it rolls so differently. And um, you know, I, I kind of think that sometimes the levels of playing feel a little bit. But you're right though; it is totally different than guys who grew up on Bermuda. They might not be used to it. They might be used mm-hmm. to you know the speed and everything like that. So yeah, it's a good you know good call. And, and definitely with like. You know, this is a Tom Fazio I mentioned on Sunday that a lot of Tom Fazios kind of look the same. So I I almost feel like this is going to be kind of a repeat of like the the BMW championship from a couple weeks ago. Exactly. And I was, that's one of the things that I have in my notes is that this is almost similar type of field, similar type of course, similar type of outcome that we could see for as the BMW championship. So spot on. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Now, as far as it being a a no cut event, do you change your betting strategies up at all? Um, still, no, not really. I think you have to, I'm still sticking to the way I'm doing. Everyone's going to, that's what I love about sports betting is that everybody has a different way of doing things. You can ask 10 people what their strategy is. You're going to get 10 different answers. So my strategy is I'm looking at bent grass surfaces. If you have only four rounds on bent grass, then I'm probably not going to look at you, but I want to look at the players who have 16 rounds, who have 24 rounds. Those are the ones that I'm going to be targeting. And then of course, this is a off the tee, it's kind of wide open fairways. I looked at this course. I've looked at the videos. It kind of looks like it's going to be an easy, easy course. I mean, the total right now for strokes on this is minus is 21 under on the books. So that kind of tells you that you want to have a good putter. I'm looking at Bengrass and can you bomb it off the tee? Those are the two things that I'm targeting for this week. Okay, there we go. 
So yeah. why don't we take a uh, quick break and then uh, we'll uh, get into the betting card. All right. So then, like, you know, other than like putting on bent grass. Uh, so what like stats in particular you, you focus on this week, Pamela? I'm looking at players who are going to avoid three putts. I this is going to be a birdie fest. So I need to know that you're going to avoid some of those three putts. That's going to be really huge. And then these are larger greens. So I want to make sure that you're good with your irons, that you can make sure you can hit the ball as close to the tee, as close to the green, uh, the hole as possible. Driving distance, I think definitely weighs in heavily here. Um, it's a wide open course. So can you bomb it? Those are going to have the advantage. It's undulated greens. Strokes gained off the tee a little bit, but mostly iron shots around the green is going to be important. And then par five scoring because it is a par seven too. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that, especially with the, you know, the short game stuff, too, because with Tom Fazio, those bunkers are really deep. And then, you know, you notice with some of the guys who tend to be really good bunker players do pretty well there. And I, I definitely mm-hmm. agree that I think length is going to be a huge advantage this week because just where the fairway bunkers are, you can carry them. You know, then you have a shorter iron hand, whereas a player like Abe Answer, he's going to have to navigate his way mm-hmm. around the bunkers, maybe have to club down a little bit. You know, right. he might be 30, 40 yards behind, like, you know, a D- Dustin Johnson all week. Like, that's like that makes his margin for air just you know a lot shorter so why don't we take a quick break and then uh we'll start bet, uh, breaking down the betting card oh it sounds good listen are you the best nba better in the u.s you can prove it on odds crowd in their free to join and play fantasy betting contest there's a season-long nba contest with 3k in cash up for grabs as well as 200 weekly contests as well here's how it works once you enter the contest you track your bets against real odds and lines much like you would with any other pick track yeah uh, the most profitable players ride up the leaderboard and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest you win that's simple and odds crowd is isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors, free to download, and you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and so much more. So download the app for free and go to oddscrowd.com today. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app. Uh, it's live at the App Store and Google Play Store, and it gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us a review and a download today. Boom. All right. Let's uh so I mean like Bob, stuff, you wanna say for, do you wanna say first round leader to the end since you gave out the big winner last week? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had Sung oh Kang. yeah, he did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Sung Kang 125 to one. Twenty five to one. Let's go. Oh, I no put, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I only put two bets down. It was him and KH Lee. I usually do like five to ten. And it was just like nice. a bit, it was a busy week for me. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna go with those two. Let's go. And he wow. knows that I really don't like Sun Kang and he, he just was trying to troll me and it worked out perfectly. So at any time the best wow. of yeah, anytime Capper's trying to troll me, you should just follow him. So, so Pamela, uh, you know, do you have any first round leaders that uh you're looking uh, for this week? I do have a couple of them in mind. I'm going first for first round leader, Sam Burns. He is one of my favorite targets for this week at this course. He's 11th in first round scoring, and he, he is coming into this tournament hot. I mean, his odds definitely for an outright are fun, but I think he can definitely come out with a first round leader bet, second round leader bet. I think he's going to be at the top of the leaderboard one of these four days. You give him four rounds, he's going to have an opportunity, but he's a player who can absolutely bomb it off the tee. He's gaining strokes off the tee in every event that he's playing. If you look at how he does on bent grass green, he does fairly well. Now, he's not the best of putters, but he does. He remains pretty neutral or he gains just slightly one stroke, two strokes and stays around 0.5 with his putter. 
I like Sam Burns here. He's coming off. He did. He was just in Las Vegas last week. Anyway, for the Shriners Open, he had T14 in that, and he did just lose one stroke putting there. But overall, his T to green is great. His ball striking is great. Strokes gain total. He's always four and above. Like, Sam Burns is coming in hot. I like his opportunity here, his chance here to come out with an outright, not with an, yes, with an outright for this tournament, but also at least for a first round leader bet. 11th and 11th in first round scoring. I like his odds. Um, he's one of the players I'm looking at. Another player that's kind of lower down the odds is Aaron Wise. He's All also right. top. He's top 30 for first round leader um, in first first round scoring. And he has kind of secretly been doing really well as of late. He's kind of getting better with every round that he every tournament that he plays. Um, He has back to back. He's coming into this with some really good um, rhythm because he's one of the few players who has played multiple events since the 2022 season started. So he took. T26 at Sanderson. He took T8 last week in Vegas at Shriners. And in back-to-back tournaments, he has gained strokes off the tee. He has gained strokes around the green. He has gained strokes putting. So potentially, we could kind of see him on the up-and-come. He could be a boom, uh, definitely a boom player. Catching him on the rise here. All right. I, that, I like that Aaron Wise pick, too. So, I mean, like one of the things about him is like he doesn't really putt very well. But I noticed last week, I don't know if this was a change, but he's using the broomstick putter now. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. The yeah. Adam Scott one. And now like his putting sets have actually gotten better. Like maybe that's actually fixed stuff with him. So now if you're saying that it's not a coincidence then that he has gained strokes putting in his last two events. If you exactly. change his grip, change yeah. something, gain, he lost f- Putting, he lost strokes putting multiple events straight, and then all of a sudden, back to back, he's in the green. Yep. So it probably was that putter change. And then that Sam Burns pick, too. He actually was co leader at the last time they went to a Tom Fazio. So yep. I like oh. that pick, too. And a guy that he shared the first round leader uh, lead with that tournament was Roy McElroy. And I know everybody's down on Roy McElroy. He was crying after the Ryder Cup. But <laughs> I mean, listen, he, I know you don't like him, but listen, he did whack Xander Schauffele. That day, he still has something. <laughs> and McElroy's actually been first round leader at two of the last three Tom Fazio tracks they've been to. He was first round leader what? at Quail Hollow, first round leader at Kays Valley. So he's thirty three to one. You know, he typically doesn't get off to a very good start. Maybe the fact he's on a Fazio, it's going to kickstart him this week. So I like him. Um, you know, Sergio Garcia tends to get off to pretty. Quick starts too. He got to a fast start at Case Valley. Another Tom Fazio Zion. He was a minus seven uh, in the first round. You know he's sitting forty-five to one. I just think like you know with the ball striking numbers, that's something I'm really gonna be focused on this week. He's just so dominant there. I like him. Uh, I know my co-host just viciously booed me for the Rory pick, but I'm gonna pick one of his favorites now. Jason Kokrak, fifty to one. Let's and I go. know he's been a, he's been a little down his luck, but you know he's back in on a on a Fazio in Las Vegas. He's mm-hmm. really good off the tee. He's still a good iron player, and he puts really well on bent grass. That was his big problem last week was he just was, for whatever reason, just couldn't make a putt on bent. I don't think that happens two weeks in a row. Maybe he gets off a fast start. And then Taylor Gooch, he's been really solid lately. He gained, I think, two strokes tee to green per round last week. He just lost a little bit putting. He typically is a pretty good putter on bent grass and does pretty well on Fazio tracks, too. I like him at 50 to 1. All right, Capper, why don't you get the winner and uh, try to go for a two in a row? <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm with Pamela on Wise. Uh, I love Pamela. Uh, yes. At, pick at fifty to one. Wise, is, he is uh, he is really he's in great form. Switch to that 
switch to that broomstick. His putting's coming around. Uh, I'm with you on Gooch, man. Love Gooch, man. I love Gooch this week. Love Gooch this week. He's come. He's in great form. Like I don't think he's going to win the tournament, but I mean, look, man. I mean, the dude is is playing really well. Has great course history, like you said, at, at Fazio Tracks, fifty to one. And so I'm going to go back to two of my tried and trues. <laughs> Keegan Bradley, his oh. best. Oh. His best putting surface. <laughs> now listen, his best putting surface is bent green. It's almost neutral. Yeah. So he's um, so he's losing about point two or point. So, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. <laughs> but that's but that's all Keegan needs. He's long off the tee, and he's one of the best. Yeah. And he's and he's one of the best iron players in the field. Period. Yes. End of story. So if he can stick it close, these greens are larger than normal. They're all shelved, right? So all you have to do is put it on the tier that you want to put it on, and then mm-hmm. hopefully you have a shot. Right. So whatever. Six, six to one. Give me keys. He's cashed me before. And then you want to talk about somebody long off the tee. Johnny Vegas at 80 to one, 80 to one. Like, listen, I don't he he's gained strokes uh, putting over his last five, not his last two, um, but he puts okay on bet. His worst is Paula. Um, So, yeah, listen, Johnny Vegas long off the tee. Um, he's shown he can compete with the big boys, man. First round leaders, I always like to go with, with some, some longer shots who want to get out in front, who aren't trying to look at the course and, and and set themselves up for a good weekend. These are the guys who want to go out and shoot lights out first day. Give me Vegas 80 to 1. So I'm on Gooch, Keegs, Wise, and Vegas. Well, you're just doing jot- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pamela. I've jotted down all yours, all of these picks, but I really love the Rory McIlroy one, 33 to one. I love that one. Sergio Garcia, that one is scary as hell, which means it's the correct move to make. <laughs> <laughs> and then Johnny Vegas, man, that is, that is, that's a long one. I like that one. Um, and I did forget to mention that Sam Burns odds are 30 to one. And then Aaron Wise is 55 to one. But out of all the bunch, Rory McIlroy, let's go. I love that one. All right. And, 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 you know, Capper, you're just doing exactly what you did last week. You're just going back to your guys. You know, you went to Sun King last week. Now you're going to Vegas. <laughs> How did it work? It worked out just fine for me last week. It worked out just fine They broke, don't fix it. So. <laughs> That's right. All right. Why don't we transition now to tournament matchups? And uh, let's put Boston Capper back in the spotlight. So why don't you give a couple head-to-heads uh, pre-tournament that you uh, you like this week, Boston Capper? All right. All right. So I got four down already. Oh. All right. So the easiest one of the week. Easiest one of the week. My spirit animal, Hatton, over Tommy Fleetwood, minus okay. 130. Hatton has great history at these Fazio courses. He came, he came in third at Shadow Creek last time. He just came in He just came in second overseas. Uh, no. And, and Fleetwood, as soon as his feet touch American soil, he forgets how to golf. Like, forget it. Like, 130? I, I, I can't believe it was only 130. Give me that one. Uh, and I'm going to take Xander over Rory. Because I think I don't I, listen. I, listen, I hit I hit Rory at Quail Hollow, right? Went with my gut, went with him, and I'm telling you right now, after watching him at the Ryder Cup, he's not right, man. He's not right. And Xander is still, you know, whatever. He's he's good at all aspects of his game, and I'm only paying 115 for that. Give me that, uh, and then I'm taking Morikawa over Rory as well. So I'm clearly targeting Rory this week. Um, and the, um, and so Morikawa, I don't give a shit about the home course narrative. He lives there and he plays there all the time. I don't care about that. Um, he's, he's just world-class iron player. Uh, if they should be easy greens, um, then yeah, give me, give me Mori all day. Clearly whatever he had with his ball striking, uh, pre Ryder cup that was broken is now fixed. Um, and then the last one, give me Harris English over Abe answer. Harris English. The only thing it worries me a little bit. He, he, I mean, I think he would have lost like four strokes putting last weekend. 
Yeah, he did. It was uncharacteristic for him. It but was. Actually, he, he hadn't been putting very well the last couple of terms before that either. It was, but here's what, whatever the Karen was who called up and was like, his putter is in regulation and he, and like he had to, and he had to like fix it. So now it's a new grip, right? This dude has been putting with this, with this putter that has been like ripped up and weird for like God knows how long. So is the new grip jacking him up? I'm a little nervous about that one, but I think Harris English will be able to fix it. Even if he gets back to somewhat negative or somewhat neutral, like I I think he'll be able to, uh, to beat answer this week. Yeah, he's actually got one of those pink Scottsdale's in the bag. I have one of those pink Scottsdale's in the bag, but he puts it a lot better than I do. So. Yes, he does. Yes, he All does. right, Pamela, why don't you go with uh, what uh, tournament head-to-heads do you have uh, this week? You were targeting Roy, Rory McIlroy going against him. I'm going to follow along that trend, and I'm going to target Tommy Fleetwood. He was def- As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, man, I am all over this, too, except I went with Shane Lowry minus 135 over Fleetwood. Well, I like that one. Almost, almost for the same reasons, and I was just thinking, like, really? Just minus 130 over Fleetwood? That's it? <laughs> you have two <laughs> players. Lowry, uh, Lowry is trending up. You have Fleetwood, who is trending down, and like you said, he hits American soil, and what happens to his golf game? And now you look for consistency, and nobody is as consistent as Shane Larry is and he wrapped up the 2021 season he was consistent he had six top 20 finishes or better in his last eight events he's the better player overall he I think he can definitely handle like the wind situation if it's Vegas so that's can definitely come into play here um and Fleetwood uh he's just not very good player he's somebody (laughs) that you can easily target against every tournament and he loses strokes in almost every single category so I like Shane Larry minus 135 over Tommy Fleetwood Another player that I liked, you already mentioned him as a as a first-round leader bet, so I love that because it is Sergio Garcia, minus 130 over Justin Rose. I think Ooh, this course like sets that. up nicely for Garcia, who is an absolute bomber off the tee. It's wide open fairways, so he's not going to, he shouldn't get into trouble. Um, his putter, yes, definitely is sucks, and he could be better, but Rose, he hasn't played in the U.S., as of late, he hasn't played on the European tour since the BMW Championship in late August. That could be some rust involved. Garcia, he does lead in strokes gain total when playing on courses on bent grass. So that could definitely come into play. And then the other, I have only one other one. Aaron Wise, also minus 130 over Max Homa. Homa, he did just win a tournament. But he is so, if you look at his stats, if you look at his finishes, he, that was his win came out of nowhere because he was not even breaking into the top 40 in any event that he was playing, losing strokes off the tee, losing strokes on the approach. And Aaron Wise, I've already talked about how we could be seeing him on a boom player for this week. I like Aaron Wise minus 130 over Max Homa. Well, like yeah, Max Homa's coming off a very uh, ceiling performance at the uh, Napa. I think he gained like two strokes per round putting, too. So, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> regression right there. So, as far as some head to heads, I, I have three. Um, so I'm going to start with Hovland over Jordan Spieth. And I mean, I don't really need mm. to go into a whole lot of reasons why no. Hovland is great. I mean, the ball striking <laughs> number is awesome. He's been He's good on big boy golf course. He's been good at Fazio big tracks. Boy. But with Spieth, just, I mean, I, listen, it has been, I think, over a month since we've seen him in a strokes gain measured round. I mean, he was mm-hmm. okay at the Ryder Cup. He was pretty inconsistent. He definitely still had some ball striking issues that I kind of saw over the last month. And he just typically hasn't been very good on some of these like bigger tracks. So if especially if the ball straight numbers are starting to fade, if that continues, I think Hovland's going to be in this week. Um, there's a lot of steam on Cam Smith, and mm. I don't love it. I don't think I think the fact that, you know, he his weakest part of his game is off the tee. And he loses strokes there. And while it is forgiving, 
you know, there are a lot of pretty deep fairway bunkers that you don't really want to be in. If you don't set yourself, you know, properly off the tee, you know, it's going to get a little rough for him. So, and a lot of this stuff is people are banking on what happened over a month ago. We don't know if that's going to continue. So I know Hideki Matsuyama has not been playing very well lately. His ball string numbers have been bad, but this is a good golf course for him. I just think at some point he's going to rebound with the ball striking. And I think he's just going to find a way to beat, Smith on the leaderboard this week. Maybe this is more of a fade of Smith, but I got Matsuyama plus odds of plus 105 or Smith. And then I liked Brian Harmon last week. That was a golf course that was set up for him. He did not show anything. He basically did exactly what he was doing for the last month. Just, you know, the iron was bad. The iron play was bad. You know, he's really just kind of getting saved with scrambling. That doesn't really play well here. You know, Charlie Hoppins playing a little better lately. and He's much longer off the tee than Brian Harmon is. So I'm going to take Hoppin minus 120 over Brian Harmon uh, this week. So I think it is. All right, well, right after the matchups, let's go into top 10 props. So, Pamela, why don't you kick it off first? There's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of good players in this field. Uh, so what are some of the top 10 props you like this week? Uh, because it is only a 60 field, 60 player field. The odds, they're not great. So you have to be super selective. And I'm very conservative. I'm going to be honest. So for my top 10 prop, I'm going to stick with, I do like Rory McIlroy this week. I know that he didn't do well at the Ryder Cup. He, if you looked at, watched his interview, he was really down on himself about not performing well in front of fans and not performing well for his country. I think this is a big bounce back bounce back spot he does really well on putting on bent grass greens and he has back-to-back fourth place finishes um on bent grass surfaces in at the olympics and then at the bmw championship he's great off the tee he's great with his ball striking i'm gonna trust that his long-term game comes back into form here top 10 plus 225 rory mcelroy Listen, I love how you say you're conservative, but the first time we had you on the show, you didn't even do a first round lead a bet. And now you're spitting out first round lead a bet. <laughs> now I you mean, got three. Now you got three. I think I think you start I think you're starting to come around. All right. Yeah, I know. We're definitely rubbing off you. All right. Well, I uh I got more top tens than I wanted. And I don't love the odds as we just because it's a limited field event. But you know what? That tends to happen sometimes. So um so I'm gonna start off. I just I'm just gonna keep rolling with the Sam Burns train. Like, I understand that his Fazio history isn't the best. I understand when it's like some of the other like big boy golf courses I looked at. He hasn't been very good here, you know, there either. But I mean, you just killing off the tee. He's a great iron player. You know, he's lost strokes putting. I think his last two events, he's naturally a good putter. I think that's going to turn around, even though bent grass technically isn't his best service. Just he's a good putter overall. So I have a plus 260 for a top 10. So I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm, th- I think I'm with a uh, Pamela here on Shane Lowry too. He's top 10 to plus three seventy five, And, um, you know, s- a lot of what the stats say, don't bake in the Euro tour stuffs. And he's been actually really solid over there. He's been hitting, he hit the ball really well at both the BMW and the Alfred Lynx championship. Um, so, and he tends to do pretty well in some of these bigger ballparks too. I think he's going to do very well this week. A plus three seventy five. I like him. And then I know you guys don't like Justin Rose, but <sighs> I mean, the last two events, he did finish top 10. I'm and the ball, striking, the ball striking numbers are very good. I think he gained over a stroke per round at the BMW. So, and, you know, I, we've seen a couple of guys that they didn't make the Ryder Cup that kind of motivated him a little bit. Maybe Justin Rose is like that. He's not washed either. He's only 40 years old. He still might have something. And, you know, he tends to do very well at these types of tracks. So at plus 450 for a top 10, I don't mind seeing a little bit of revert resurgence with uh, Justin Rose this week. So those are my three. So, all right, boss, Kevin, hey, what do you got? I hate I that got. pick. 
I also hate that. I know you. I know you. Do. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you gotta go against the run. <laughs> I understand the traditional Storage King stats don't show that stuff. But he's actually been playing much better lately. But yeah, that's what... I, you know my feelings on Rose. I'm still brand. Oh. God, I only hate got, that man? pick because I'm. I only hate that pick because I'm fading him in a head-to-head. So <laughs> a top ten is not good. Well, who who are you fading him against? It was Sergio Garcia. Okay, well Sergio can finish second and Rose can finish eighth. So there we go. <laughs> Let's go. Exactly. Both that. <laughs> exactly. All right, hey Capper, what do you got? All right, so this is going to shock you guys. It's just, just sticking with the trend here. So. Oh God. Gooch four to one top ten. Why not? Dude, four to one, top ten. Like, I'll take that all day. Like, <clears throat> he really does have a really good course history uh, with Fazio courses, uh, and he's, he really is in good form. Like, uh, Tina Green right now, he's he's unconscious. Like, I'll take that. Kokrak, three to one. I like my longer odds, especially with the top tens, right? So, three to one on that. Hatton, plus two seventy five, and then Aaron Wise at three fifty, but thirty, yeah, plus three fifty. Okay. All right, why don't we go to top 20 props? Why don't you cap it? Why don't you keep it rolling with uh, who you like for top 20s? I mean, the market kind of sucks this week. So. The market blows. The market, <laughs> the market But so I, did, I, put, I put two football bets down. Two football bets. Okay. So you followed my lead after I sent you that text this morning. You did. I did. Yes. So, yeah, so I went Xander at mm-hmm. minus 165, top 20, and JT at minus 160, top 20. And then I, I sprinkled a little bit because uh, the odds kind of blow. But uh, Vegas uh, at 225, and then even smaller on uh, Davis, who you don't like, at 275. Okay. All right, Pamela, what do you got for top 20s this week? One of them is a bit of a longer shot, but not really too long. But it is Aaron Wise, top 20 plus 175. We've already talked about him plenty of times, but just to kind of reiterate, he's improving. He's placed T21 at the Northern Trust. He took T17 at the BMW Championship, and that was right before the Shriners. Um, so he's already been in Vegas. He doesn't have to travel anywhere. He's already good to go. He's gaining strokes in both ball striking and putting. So I like Aaron Wise, top 20 plus 175. For my more modest bet i do like um a tony finau uh if i feel like he is nobody's talking about him this week and he is first in strokes gained total on bent grass uh bent grass tournaments and then he is fifth on strokes gained putting on bent grass greens top 20 you're still getting plus money on him at plus 100 he has gained he actually and he has won on bent grass greens at the northern trust he finally got that big monkey off <laughs> he finally got it he finally got it now the pressure is absolutely off he can come in and rock this and then he followed that up with the t15 at the bmw i mean oh. this guy is ready to rock and roll i love tony finau this week Gain strokes putting, gain strokes ball striking. He loves bent grass surfaces. Give me Tony Finau, top 20 plus money. Love it. I, I love, love that it. Pick. You know, we'll, we'll talk it. about him a little bit, uh, too. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have a further discussion on Tony Finau. So, <clears throat> Boston Capper, you might want to go uh, maybe grab a smoke because we're going to have a conversation <laughs> about Tommy Fleetwood for a second. Oh, fu- no fucking way. No, we are. No. <laughs> I so promised you last week. I promised you last week I wouldn't do it, but Fleetwood doesn't count. All right. Well, it, Pamela, he made a promise to me that he wasn't going to rip on me for a bad pick anymore. But, you know, apparently he's just going back. And yet here promise. you are. Yes, here <laughs> Fleetwood I am. doesn't count. Fleetwood, Fleetwood is his own special animal. Well, let me tell you about Tommy Fleetwood. And you guys are totally correct that when he steps on American soil, for whatever reason, he forgets how to play golf. But over in Europe, he tends to do pretty well. And the same exact thing happened 
<laughs> when he went back to Europe. I think he was second at the Italian Open, T12 of the BMW, seventh at the Alfred Dunhill Links Championship. And all the ball striking numbers that he put up over there were pretty good. Over his last 12 rounds, when he went over to Europe, he's gained a quarter stroke off the tee, gained 0.7 with the approach shots. He's scrambling pretty well. He, you know, he's, his sand state percentage for the year on PGA Tour was 54.5%. That's one of the things I'm looking at this week. And he's a really good putter on bent grass. So, this is bare bones expectations for Tommy Fleetwood. All I need to do for him to do is just finish top 20 in a field that probably there's like 15, 20 guys are pretty much dead. So Tommy Fleetwood plus 175, top 20. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm probably going to crumple up in the trash after he shoots a 75 tomorrow on Thursday. But you know what? I'm trying to make a point here. So Tommy Fleetwood for top 20. I'm going to join you guys on the on the Aaron Wise party plus 175 too. You guys don't I don't need to further explain that. You guys did a great job doing that. Um, I ripped to shreds Eric Van Royen last week. There was a lot of popularity on him on that golf course, but on this type of golf course, though, where it's a little more demanding tee to green, I think his length is going to show a little better. I think we're going to get the better version of Eric Van Royen this week, and he's three to one for a top 20. I think he's going to have a little bit of a nice bounce back after. Uh, I think he finished dead last last week or close to dead last. So it was close. Yeah, it's a, you can only go up from there. So That's right. there you go. All right, uh, Pamela, do you have any other like props like low nationality, you know, top 40 props, you know, stuff like that? There was that prop of what the winning score is going to be, and the line was set at 21 under. That is too low. I think easily these players, if it's good weather, I, I checked the weather. There, it should the wind should be chill. Um, I played in Vegas golf, but these players can bomb it. It's a wide open course. The bunkers they're not really going to get into and in, get in the way too much. The greens, yeah, they're big and they're undulated, but they're very manageable. I think this is. I think we could see if you look. Remember that this course is meant for rich people. Yeah. <laughs> what do rich Not people just, want? Extremely, extremely rich. rich. Extremely rich. The rich, they don't want to work hard. They want to chill. They want it to have fun. They want to go. And it, if it's difficult for them, that means, you know, it's going to be real easy for the pros. I That's think this a- could definitely be like a 30 winner, a 30 under winner. I okay. like the over un, over under. What's the what is what do you say? It's probably it depends. It's probably the under. It's the under. Under. Yeah. I like it's it. The score is going to be better than twenty one under. Is what I'm saying. And the odds you were giving me minus one ten on either oh. side. Oh, nice. steal. I like. That. I I love that pick. I mean, yeah. like you said, like sometimes we go to these golf courses and it's impossible for us, but these guys rip it up because uh, these courses, because all the courses on the PGA Tour are meant for PGA events. This one isn't. It's four years old. It is a meant for the upper class of the Las Vegas community. It is very. It's just. It's four years old. It's never been on the PGA Tour. It wasn't designed for a PGA Tour, and now they're throwing it on there because they couldn't travel any uh, back to Korea for this. So let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be birdie fest. Yeah, they tend to set up these things pretty easy when it's the first time there. And so they only had about five weeks to put down the ryegrass, which means there was a shit ton of water dumped on this thing. This is going to be pillow soft and refiring. <laughs> this is I, I think you're right. I, it was 27 under a Kays Valley. I think we're going to approach that, too. I like that bet. Uh, the only other like oddball prop I have is just what. What wins, USA or international? And, you know, so here's the list of contenders for the, you know, international guys. You got McElroy, you got Hovland, Louis Louis and Sung Jay, Cam Smith, Paul Casey, Answer, Matsuyama Hatton, Lowry Leishman. Those are all the guys under 51. 
Eh. The only guys that really scare me on the list are like Rory and Hovland. But then you look at the U.S., you got DJ, Xander, JT, Morikawa, Burns, Finau, Scheffler, mm-hmm. if you can figure things out, Kapka. So there's a lot of heavy hitters on the U.S. side, and I'm paying minus 135 for U.S., Mm-hmm. I'm just going to bet that. I think I like, I, I like the USA a lot on there. And you know what? Listen, like if you like Rory and Hoblin, you can always just bet them outright and then just bet the U.S. for the other side. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of covered there. So, yeah, we don't, we don't we don't support hedging, Steve. No, <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> I'm just saying if, if, if that's a viable option. But no, I'm just going to bet USA wins us in minus 135. All right, Capper, what do you got? I only have one. Uh, and Pamela did a great job. Uh Describing why this is a great value bet. Shane Lowry, five to one. Top uh, Great Britain or Irish golfer. Five to one. Nice. He's just gonna beat uh Hatton and Rory, really. Casey, whatever. Like, and I, I so I'm completely off the Rory train. I like Hatton a lot, but dude, five to one was too much to pass up. Sprinkle a little bit on that. Dude's been hot fire other than his whining and crying about the fans being too mean to him uh, in the Ryder Cup. And uh, we were too loud, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. That, that, that was on a lost episode. I ran, I ranted about that for about 10 minutes, uh, but I, I only hit record for like half, like a half a minute on, on our episode panel. So that was fun. Yeah, we, um, said, yeah, we said a giant 50-minute episode talking about the Ryder Cup, just the two of us. Just oh, it was a great, <laughs> it was, it was a great long conversation. It was an awesome episode that no one heard. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> let's close the show out with a bang. We're going to have our special guest, Pamela, give her best Ooh. outright bets to win the CJ cup. So Pamela, what do you got this week? Who's going to take home the title? I don't like to take outright markets because they're hard. Yeah. Every time I take an outright, they get second. <laughs> so, and oh, the pain, me too. Join the club. And, me, and the me pain, too. the pain is real. But here we are. We're going to do it. So I'm going to take Sam Burns. I'm going to trust him. I like his odds at 28 to 1. He's consistently gaining strokes off the tee with his iron shots, uh, off the tee and with his iron shots. And he's, you know, he puts well on bent grass greens. I already talked about that. He's gained strokes putting in four of his last five bent grass events, took eighth at the BMW Championship in August. He followed that up with a T14 last week at the Shriners. I already talked about traveling. You don't have to go anywhere. He's already here in Vegas. He's ready to go. And since August, Burns has played in six events. Five of those top five of those are top twenty finishes. Three of those are top tens, including a win at the Sanderson Championship earlier this month. He's coming into this with great form. He's good on bent grass history, plus money odds for a top twenty. I already liked it, and I like him to come out with a win. That's how I'm playing Sam Burns this week. All right. All right. Capper, what do you got for outrights? All right. So I got four. <laughs> I get just one, and you have four. That's a low number for Capra. That is a low. So usually, usually I'll sprinkle because it's a short field. Like, and so I didn't even really want four. So I, I grabbed JT at sixteen to one when it was sixteen, just just for FOMO. Like, I don't trust this flat stick at all, and that's why I, I targeted him in Ryder Cup matchups and everything else. Like, no, like he he frightens me. But sixteen to one. Whatever, man, he can go out and win this thing. Um, there's not, there's no steam on him whatsoever, so I'm fine with that. Um, uh, and uh, Tony Fina, twenty-five to one. Let's go, fucking Tony. Like this dude is prime. <laughs> this dude is prime to win again. Like he was, he was great in the Ryder Cup. He's in great form. Pot's good on bent, on bent. Long off the tee, great with his irons, twenty-five to one. I feel like that's stealing. Like I really do. Like I like his numbers should be shorter. So I love Finau, and then I just sprinkle a little bit on my uh, on two of my long shots uh, with Hatton and Kokrak. 
grateful I'm from Shadow Creek. Uh, obviously, first and third, good history. They can get hot with a flat stick. They can spike any week. And listen, Kokrak loves fucking Vegas. He's like MGM's brand sponsor. Uh, I'm sure he's played this place a bunch. And uh, if he can get hot with his flat stick at 50 to one, this guy won twice last year. Twice last year. And I'm getting 50 to one. Come on, let's go. All right. <laughs> so. I took a very central theme to my outrights this week, and I, I took a look back at what generally works on Tom Fazio courses and who generally went in the wins. And generally, it's the guys who drive it the best. I mean, you know, you go back to uh, Kays Valley. Cantlay was getting a ton of strokes off the tee leading in. He won the event. Xander was doing the same thing at Kasumi Gaseki. Rory is a generational driver. He always seems to do well at Quell Hollow. And, you know, a lot of Tom Fazio plays the same thing with JT. He's a former winner at Quell Hollow. Even going all the way back to Jason Day, he won at Conway Farms. He's a Quell Hollow winner. Just in his heyday, he was giant off the tee. So, Honestly, this kind of made it easy. It kind of narrowed down the field. I just took guys who gained a ton of strokes off the tee and kept the symbol from there and just hoping they figure out from there. So a lot of people are going to Morikawa this week down narrative street just because he has a house there. And I mean, you're kind of forgetting that he's just an awesome player. And I like Morikawa this week, but I think just the fact that there is narrative street around him, that's enough to get me off. So I'm going to pivot to JT. I don't hear a lot of steam mm. on him either. So and like his ball striking stats are just as good as Morikawa at their peak. You know, I, I know, Capper, you said you're concerned about his putter towards the end of last year when he made the putter switch after the FedEx. He tended putt a little better. He was showing some form there. And so maybe that's fixed. So I, I like JT at 14 to one. I'm also with you on Fino. It's, I got him a little better number than you 28 to one, but maybe the floodgates have opened with him. You know, the fact that he wanted the Northern trust. And again, he just kills it off the tees. I mean, him and his iron's pretty good. He's been pretty good on these big boy tracks. He tends to put well on bent grass. I like that number two. I know Hovland's really popular, but I just got sucked in with the ball striking numbers. And the fact that he like, I'm definitely concerned with how, awful of a scrambler he is especially with these deep bunkers around the green but he possibly he can't possibly be as bad as what he was last week there has to be some <laughs> some reg positive regression with that and i don't know i'm just going to trust the numbers with that and a 20 to 1 and then <clears throat> my, my co-host hates this but i mean this is a brooks track when i when i look at this place this is a brooks gap track <laughs> And I know you guys are laughing. I know he sucked last week. Yeah, last also, week. I'll, I'll, yeah, he went to the Tyson Fury fight. Didn't give a shit. Like, okay. I'll give you last I week. Mean, I'll give you a pass. Listen, he also sucked. He, listen, he sucked at Tory Pines, and everybody was off him. Then he went on one the next week. This happens with Brooks. He just tends to turn it on. And one thing I know about him, he leads the field over the last fifty rounds of strokes gained off the tee. So but, the fact that he dom he dominates these types of tracks, he's good on these big boy courses. I'm just gonna bank that he kind of figures it out. I mean, I don't like the fact that I think this is going to be a birdie fest. I don't know if he can get to 25 under, but at 30 to one, I love Brooks. I can't let that number go. So he is one of the worst putters on bent grass greens. He I, loses you know, four strokes, five strokes, three strokes, three strokes. He's not winning this tournament. You know what? Putting is <laughs> oh, I love it. Putting Kiss is volatile. Up, Pamela. Kiss <laughs> All right. Well, I just got stuffed in the locker there, but Brooks got to 30 to one. I'm going to back <laughs> <laughs> right, number. The number the number's wrong. The right? numbers like, the number is wrong. The number's basically wrong. I'm just I'm back I'm bending the number at that point. I mean look, that's what we did at JT of the players, right? What are they hanging about? Twenty two we got a matter or whatever the hell it was, and we just snap at it because whatever, it's a bad number. So listen, I, I respect betting the bad number, but I don't think Brooks is winning this weekend. 
All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when we close the show, Pamela, you got anything to plug here before we uh we get out? Of course here? she does. She's all over the fucking place. <laughs> you can see all my stuff on Yahoo Sports, um, Yahoo Sportsbook. Do download the app because I don't know if people know this. If you download the Yahoo Sports app, you can watch the Monday night football games, Thursday night football games, and a couple of the NFL games on Sunday on the app. You don't have to find it on on your television. You don't have to find it on streaming services. It's right there for you. Download the app. Find my stuff on Yahoo. And you can um, follow me on Twitter at PamelaM35. All right. Thank you. Pamela, listen, great to have you again. Uh, we really appreciate it. This was good. Dug it, Steve, a little bit. Went after my hat with shitting on Tommy Fleetwood with me. I'd love it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, listen, good luck this week, and uh, we'll talk down the road. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. All right. Bye. All right. So, uh, we want to thank uh, Pamela Montalano. Go check her out uh, on Twitter. She gave you the handle uh, over at Yahoo. Uh, listen, super shop, not just golf, uh, college football as well. Um, go make some money with her. Uh, she's a good person. So, uh, go check it out. And then, other than that, uh, you know where to find me uh, on Twitter, uh, Boston underscore Capper. Uh, Twitterless Steve, obviously not on Twitterless Steve, but come harass him in the Slack channel. Uh, make sure to ask him lots of questions. He really appreciates that. And uh, yeah, other than that, let's go. Another week. Let's break these books, motherfucker. <laughs>